0: This is the I Will Teach You A Language podcast, episode 77. Welcome to the I Will Teach You A Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey, it's Ollie. Welcome back to the podcast. Really happy to have you here today. And, uh, yeah, I've... Um, been getting quite a few emails uh, about the, the the episode that I recorded just before New Year, a few days before New Year. About um, I talked about language goals and you know these big, uh, big audacious goals, and um, quite a few of you have kind of written in to say that really resonated with you and that you've been, you know, trying to learn to think big a little bit um, with your goals. And this is something that I'm really trying to do this year, 2016. I'm really just trying to knock it out of the park and really aim as high as I possibly can, and and just see what happens. Um, I I know a number of you have (laughs) mentioned the the fact that my goal is to get on TV in Hong Kong in 2016. Uh, It's kind of crazy, you know, Um, but it's also really exciting. And that kind of thing just really kind of pushes you and motivates you to, um, you know, to try harder and to to, to work every day. and, And when you wake up every day to think like, okay, well, what am I doing to move towards towards my goals. So really excited about that. Also excited about today's question. Um, but before we start, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki. Now, you guys may or may not know that there is an italki challenge coming up right now. And the italki New Year's challenge is really, really cool because it lasts for about a month and a half and it's, you basically get a bunch of lessons for free. All right. So it, <laughs> it's really, really good. And all you've got to do is commit to taking a certain number of lessons within a within a fixed period of time. So if you're looking for that kind of impetus to get started, then now's the time. You can get a free lesson by going over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Um, And then after you go through that and you get your free lesson, then you can click over to the italki website and you'll see all the information about the language challenge there. So that's really, really cool. hope you guys get involved with this I'm going to be I just signed up today I'm going to be doing it uh, I'm also going to be on there's a bunch of prizes up for, for grabs as well I think I'm going to be taking part in a in a, in a webinar with the italki team and some of the winners from the challenge um, but yeah loads of really exciting stuff let's dive in now to today's question from Sam Hi, Ollie, My name's Sam. I'm from the United States, and I'm a big fan of your podcast. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying how totally stoked and excited and impressed I am that you've decided to choose Cantonese as the language you wanted to bring up to a C2 level. I think that's really cool, Um, made even cooler by the fact that it's a really difficult language um, that uses a ton of slang. Um, So I wanted to um, ask for my question today. When you're studying a language like Cantonese that uses a lot of idioms and um, has a lot of seemingly ever-evolving and changing slang, how do you stay on top of it and learn it and um, maintain it, um, even as it changes constantly? Um, Any tips that you would have on the subject would be greatly appreciated, and I look forward to hearing them. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay, Sam, thank you for such a cool question, and for your, also for your interest in, in Cantonese. And, uh, you know, reading between the lines, I guess maybe you've got an interest in Cantonese as well, or maybe you maybe you have a connection to Hong Kong of some kind. Um, so, yeah, really cool to hear. Thanks for the question. And for those of you who don't know, Cantonese is a really, really interesting language because, well, for many, many reasons. But at its heart, Cantonese is a spoken language. It's not a written language. All right, so for, as a kid at school, you're going to study uh, traditional Chinese which is not the same as the Cantonese that you speak at home and on the street with your friends and family and I think because of this difference between the spoken and the written language that means that the spoken language evolves really quickly. There's also the fact that you know Hong Kong is a very very uh, vibrant culture and has a, is very fast moving as well obviously lots of recent political history. I think all of these things combined make it an incredibly um, incredibly fluid language that's changing all the time, like, like Sam says. And one of the characteristics of, of Cantonese is you've got lots and lots of slang. There is huge influence from, like, huge influence in the language from the local culture, from the food, and things like that, even more so than, than other languages. And so the, it's very, very common to find, uh, idioms and slang expressions in Cantonese that Relate to food or, or or some kind of cultural um, reference, and this can be very very tough for foreigners learning Cantonese because you've really, you know, you've got to have such a deep knowledge of, um, of of everything to do with the language and the culture in order to really understand all this stuff. And so Sam's question is like, well, when you've got so much of so much slang and so much new stuff entering into the language all the time, how do you keep on top of it, and what well, okay really good question so i've got a quite I've got a few thoughts on this because i yeah I, <laughs> it's difficult to know where to start really when I was in Japan, I often met people who would, who would who were learning English and would kind of speak in in idioms and people who would they would kind of religiously study English take their lessons every week for years on end never really speak it. And so whenever they came to have a whenever you came to have a chat with them, they would kind of, they would they just really liked all these idioms that they'd learned that their teacher must have taught them. And they would kind of speak in very, very odd turns of phrase. Like, you uh, you know, you'd be taught, you'd be asking someone about uh, a conversation they had and they said, you know, rather than saying, um, oh, my friend told me this, that or the other, they'd say, yeah, I heard it from the horse's mouth that we're having dinner tonight or (laughs) stuff like that. And then everything, whenever they weren't sure about something, everyone would always be beating around the bush. And, it, and it's it's very, very weird. And, and obviously, in terms of a conversation, it's not it's not cool because you, you know, that's just not how we speak. An idiom is something that you, you pull out and you use at a very choice moment in order to make a, a point. And so that that was the time when i i really realized that okay you can very much overdo idioms idioms and slang you know that they, they can be very cool and they can give you this really nice local flavor but you can also completely overdo them and so i think from that moment i was always very very cautious about spending too much time learning idioms and slang because in that experience it really added nothing to the conversation having said that when i um I mean, I remember learning a bunch of really cool idioms in Spanish many years ago, which have kind of been really useful. So I remember my friend, my friend Tomás, teaching me idioms in Spanish, like siembra semillas y te cogerás cosechas, which is if you sow seeds, then you will harvest crops um, in the future. And another, another one... Which is really cool. Which is no hay mal que por bien no venga. Which is uh, like every good thing has a. There's a good point to every. What's this English idiom? <laughs> like everything, everything bad that happens happens for a reason. You know, something, something like that. And you know, there have been a few times recently when I've been talking Spanish and I've been I've come out with one of these idioms and, and really the right time. And it's you know it's it's it gives you a very nice um, angle to your to your language and it allows you to really make a point in it in a way that you wouldn't otherwise be able to but in that case the reason that that was so effective for me was because I understand the idiom and I also speak pretty good Spanish so I'm able to kind of combine the two and just kind of drop them at just the right time so You've got this funny thing with, with idioms and, and, and slang, whereby you can either come across as a really pompous idiot, or you can also kind of make people go, wow, this guy speaks the language really, really well. And it's about finding that balance. And for me, it's always been the case of the better you speak the language, the more useful the idioms are. And when I'm just starting out, I really don't I really don't um worry too much about idioms at all. Because I think that there is more you've got much more to lose than to gain now, I think that there are two points here when you're when you're just starting out with a language, I think that if you're gonna learn slang and idioms, and I'm kind of grouping them together here they're not exactly the same, but you could you could call them kind of non like in both cases slang and idioms are kind of non standard language language that you wouldn't tend to to. To use in a, in a in a formal setting in everyday conversation, you know so really for me the the way that I choose whether to learn something or not is whether it 's useful for me in context so when i was I had a lesson with my Cantonese tutor the other day, and he taught me a really cool phrase which was yeah din yeah din which literally means like I was talking about it well it literally means day and night are flipped over. <laughs> and i was talking about a trip to america that i made uh, i was in the states last week and only for a few days and i was totally jet lagged and like and i was trying to explain this i was trying to explain how my schedule has been completely messed up and i'm no longer um, functioning properly and he was like oh yeah uh, yeah yeah did which was just the perfect expression for the per- that perfect situation so that's something that I'm going to always remember now because it's very, very relevant to me. That's very different from, for example, going out and looking through a book of idioms. And I know people that do this. They buy books of idioms in a language, you know, 101 English idioms or whatever, and they just go out and learn them. And it makes no sense at all. So I would much rather, I'd much rather learn something, a, f- a small number of things that are really useful and be able to use them very accurately than, um, to, to, to learn a bunch of stuff that has no context so so this is the first the first thing to say is like i i only ever really learn stuff that is useful for me in a specific context just like when i, I was with some japanese friends over christmas and i don't know all that many japanese expressions but my friends taught me um which is um saying literally when it, when it after it rains which is a bad thing the earth will become more solid afterwards which is a good thing right so it's a bit like saying every cloud has a silver lining and again i learned that in a very specific situation um and it was something that i'm going to remember because of that context so the other thing that i'd say about that is i would i would try and learn stuff that comes up over and over again all right so expressions in cantonese um, that come up over and over again or slang that you hear every day that's something that is worth paying attention to there's all, there's all kinds of slang that um, even native speakers of the language who have lived abroad for a few years, they kind of get out of date with, uh, with Cantonese slang so it really is something you can't keep up with so, so I think you've either got to, like I said before focus on stuff that's really useful in context for you or else just learn things that come up over and over again one of the one of the one slang expression in cantonese i learned very early on was Lego tao. Le tau which literally means your head <laughs> but it's kind of it's you use that to say that someone's talking rubbish or like whatever they've just said is not true and to disagree with someone so that's a slang expression um, but it's also very very common and so i learned that quickly because that was very very useful so all of which is to say um that I don't think that slang and idioms are things that you should really be over-preoccupied with. I think they can cause more harm than good in terms of learning to speak the language um, naturally. And you should base it, anything that you do learn, base it around what you need to say yourself, what you learn in context, or else something that you hear over and over again. And, um, yeah, but, but you know, if you get it right, if you learn, <coughs> excuse me, if you learn to use slang and idioms well, especially at, at an advanced level, they can really add a fantastic uh, flavour to your language that you you really wouldn't otherwise get. So, I hope that's helpful, Sam. Um, and if you'd like to ask me a question, then please do. I love getting questions from you. You can go over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com dot com forward slash ask. Uh, I also would really, really appreciate a review on iTunes. Uh, That that really helps other people find the show. And um, if you'd like to do that, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash review. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a quote or or a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And since we're talking about Cantonese today, I'd like to leave you with two very, very cool things to check out. The first of which is a guy called Carlos Doe, and he... He is a Canadian guy who lived in Hong Kong for ages and he made really, really funny YouTube videos teaching um, specifically Cantonese slang. They're really funny. They're really short. So you should definitely check that out. Um, The other thing is someone made a poster recently of a hundred and something idioms in Cantonese. And and he drew this beautiful poster that kind of with all these uh, like cartoons representing all of these different idioms in Cantonese. And if you're any in any way interested in Chinese culture, you're going to absolutely love this. I'm going to put a link to both of these things in the show notes, which will be at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 77. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.